for centuries. We've been warned about little green men. Now, they are coming. They're coming for you. Prepare for the attack of the android. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Wednesday, November 4th, 2015. It's episode 172 of Attack of the Androids. Every week, usually on Wednesdays, attackoftheandroids.com. Check it out. I'm Matt Lee. That's Eric F. What's up, Eric? Not much, Matt. Glad to be back after a few weeks of rest and vacation and all that. Sometimes it's nice. Sometimes it's nice. Joey Kelly also joining us. What's up, Joey? Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are having a brief reprisal up here in Maine from our encroaching winter. The highs this week anticipated in the 60s. Winter is no more. Come on, global warming. Get with the program. Yeah. Nick. Oh, trust me. Last year at this time when we had a foot and a half of snow on the ground already, we were all going winter when global warming. They ain't up here. You know, yeah. That's all right. It's Maine. We won't hold that against you. Nick Carroll also joining us. What's up, Nick? Hey guys, glad to be back. It's a little bit warmer down here in Texas. So you're not getting the snow then in in Texas. I heard you were getting what, some floods. What's that? You guys snow? You guys flooded a, a little bit ago though. A little, a little bit. We we got better. Okay, <laughs> we got better. We found the drain plug. Awesome. Well, uh, let's just start at the top of the the uh, list here. Nintendo revealing or already revealed. Is this old news? This is, but it's interesting. Uh, coming out with their first mobile game. Is it Super Mario Bros.? Is it Zelda? What is it, Eric? Uh, no, it is quite possibly the like the least interesting thing they could have come out with. It's called Mitomo, Mi and that's spelled with M-I-I at the beginning. So not a game per se, but an add-on to their hit console, the Wii U. Matt, I think you're I think you're taking this all wrong. Um, Mitomo is meant to facilitate more communication between friends, getting them to talk about things they wouldn't have brought up on their own. Oh, so when you, you might say game, very topics of conversation. When you say game, you mean social network. Nintendo has come out with a Second Life meets The Sims in a bid to save their company. Well. I don't think their company necessarily needs saved. Really, Eric? Um, but at really? the same time, they're getting beat up because they because they don't really have a presence on mobile. And I mean, this is this is sort of a really weak yeah. showing out of the gate. Yeah. It's, it's a chat it, thing, right? Yeah, it, it looks like like I had heard it referenced to something called Secret, which is an app on I guess it was on iOS that I guess had some popularity. But it, it's something similar to that. But yeah, it's essentially some sort of a chat social i thought network. secret was like that anonymous gossip app <laughs> that it turned out to not be not so anonymous um so is that this it's just a bunch of me avatars uh gossiping about stuff i i i can't get into this i'm sorry yeah it you know what's funny is that the the more important news the thing that got buried with their announcement is that they announced a um an online account system calling called Nintendo account because like previously like Nintendo's been <clears throat> notoriously terrible about you having an account let's say on your 3DS that links to your Wii U um, 
if you want like if I want to be friends with you, I have to get your friend code. I can't just look you up. Have you ever tried like really... to like read a friend code off over the phone? It, it's like a giant number. It's ridiculous. Can't yeah. do it. It's 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 like reading a Microsoft like registration code. Yeah, it is. Like, it it's is ridiculous. Totally. Yeah. So like there now it's going to be normal like it is on like PS4 on uh, Microsoft uh, Xbox like that that should have been the important news but instead it's like this really stupid me avatar crap. Yeah, but you don't want to as Nintendo you don't want to like highlight something as your most important news that is just complete catch up like come on you get laughed off the stage like michael bay i mean it's it's not going to go over well you'll get 3ds lights thrown at you <laughs> honestly though what's the last nintendo console you guys have bought like did any of you buy the wii u I just the, no just the you wii. did eric and you also never... bought other junk though i can't take your word uh <laughs> he did buy the cube. Is it sitting next to the cube and the other brick that you purchased? No, no. The the Wii U, like the the only problem with the Wii U is that there wasn't as much content as there should should have been. Like it feels like the Nintendo sixty four had more content thrown at it than the Wii U did. But as a console, it's great. It's better than the Wii. That's interesting. The last one I bought yeah. was a Wii, but it was at a used game place. But you can like do this whole hack homebrew thing and get all the games for none of the money. So, except they're not that great. I I don't know. I can't even my roommates. Like, oh, you like man. can't use the controllers. Like they're just dumb. And if you've come up playing Xbox or PS, like that's that's what you're used to. You know, like Nintendo never should have switched away from that. I I don't think. Well, and yet I bought a GameCube secondhand, yeah. but relatively new, and I still have it, and that's still my preferred go-to controller yeah. because I got used to that. But that was so, also a really good controller design, I think. That was like their last great one. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, I mean, maybe it, for once in my life I got in on the good tech. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, the the Wii U game, like the gamepad itself, the thing that has like the screen on it, like that that controls like a normal controller. It has the controls on either side. Yeah. That's fine. Um and you can get like the I haven't used the little wand thing on yeah. the Wii U ever. I've only used the either the gamepad or the like pro controller, which is a normal controller. Um Can you get like, that it, for I, the for the Wii? Because that would be better than holding this Snickers bar <laughs> with buttons on it know. or trying to play the move like the move tracking is not good. The thing no. that drove me nuts about actually all of them, I think, all the consoles since the Cube, including the Cube, um, was that in order to get certain features with certain games, you had to have multiple Nintendo devices. And you had to plug it in to the console. Or, in, in like for instance, if you play... Um, Shoot, it's a Wii game. Um, I can't think of, I think of it right now, but it's a party game. Um, and Mario in order party? to get one of the features, you have to have another device plugged in and used as a controller in order to see a second area of the map. And it's, you know, I understand this is a game system, and I understand people like to spend money on it, but it's not a freaking Lego set. You shouldn't have to have, you know, stackable pieces before you get to a full experience. What they need to do is is maybe innovate less and make more of a traditional console because 
they get a little crazy with their innovations. Like, you know, their game or uh, GameCube controller, you know, was pretty cool. The one with all the extra things. And it sort of led the way to the, you know, controllers like with the, you know, the Xbox 360 and the PS3, you know, with extra buttons and features and stuff like that. But then they come out with, you know, the Wii U controller that's like this size. It's got a five inch screen in the middle. And it's just this huge bulky experience. When I first saw that in 2011, when they first released the pictures of it, I was like, I don't want to play this kind of big unwieldy thing as a controller. So it's kind of cool, the little nunchucks or whatever, but their controller was just too big. It, it's it's not Android-related. I'll, I'll get off the subject myself. But I will say the, the best thing, one of the best things about the Wii U is that I can – like if if I'm on the TV and then my wife comes in, she's like, "Oh, I want to watch something on the TV." I can just hit a button, and then whatever was on the TV gets transferred to that gamepad, and that's amazing. Because like I can continue, I don't have to stop. I can just continue. I can play. She can watch TV. Like I think that was like the that was the premier feature of the Wii U that I they didn't do a good job at. That's I think, not communicating to consumers. That, that's not at all where I thought you were going with that. But mm-hmm. good, good. Well, by the way, on this on this article, I think one of the most interesting things at the ex, the, the last two paragraphs uh, are or last two yeah two paragraphs of this article are, are quite possibly the most interesting. We have no intention at all to port existing game titles for dedicated game platforms to smart devices because if we cannot provide our consumers with the best possible play experiences, it would just ruin the value of Nintendo's IP. So either best best play experience or none at all, basically. But yeah, they're basically they're basically pulling an Apple, and you can't do that though. Like why? Why don't they just offer a mobile gaming kit? You can Bluetooth pair a Nintendo controller to it. That'll give you the controller experience. You can Bluetooth it or Chromecast it to your TV, which gives you the sit-down console experience. There you go. Like, that's all they would have to do. This, to me, says that they don't... They know that those core games, like, that is their shit. That is their... That's the only thing they have left to be like... Okay, I guess we're bankrupt. We better sell Mario and Zelda now and Metroid. Like that's they're gonna hold out on that as long as they can, and that's a, a legit excuse, kind of. But I, I feel like they could do it. It's Nintendo, you know, they could do it. And then they follow that with the, uh, Nintendo uh, plans to release five smartphone excuse me smartphone games in total by March 2017. So it looks like what they're going to do, based upon that, my guess, my interpretation is that they're going to build five dedicated mobile games using probably some of their back catalog of characters, but not a direct port. And that's what so, they've done so far. Like the, They have like this thing called... I think their, their most successful one has been this thing called Pokemon Shuffle, which is like one of the match, match three, match four, match five games. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of like Candy Crush. And you know they sort of supplement it with um, with in in app purchases, that's been pretty successful. But to Matt's point, like their their bread and butter is their IP. Like they make consoles, they make money off consoles, but they make money off of consoles because of their first party games. The one thing that I Nintendo, can totally understand why they wouldn't port their stuff to other platforms. The one thing Nintendo does, and to kind of kind of go off that, is they do capitalize on the IP by taking like maybe hidden or unknown games slap their characters in it, and then produce it as their own. I think Star Fox was produced that way, and they have a, 
had a few other games in their lineup that became really popular because they used their characters, but they were unknown or little-known games in Japan before then. So they may have five apps from the DNA or DINA lineup, but with their IP thrown all over it, released as mobile games, and then go from there. I mean, if you look at the Kim Kardashian app that came out, that's actually a clone of another game. Like, it's identical, except that they just put her name on it, her face, and but, like, everything and all the gameplay. And the game that it was based off of was a complete dud. No one ever bought it, but put her name on it, put her likeness in it, all the same art, all the same gameplay, which, like all the same dialogue, and it sold millions. So, which which version would you prefer? <laughs> Are you a the fan Kim Kardashian of- one? So they need to get Kim Kardashian, <laughs> Anna Kornikova, and three other hot whatever internet stars, and put them on their games, I guess, or Mario. I don't know, whatever. Or Mario. Okay, five hot girls or Mario. You have just confirmed your geekness. Mario has to rescue princesses, right? Oh, sure. I'm going there. That's true. Those princesses all can hang out at Victoria's Secret instead of a castle. Uh, Kim Kardashian is at another castle, Mario. uh, Oh, jeez. Just leave her. Uh, <laughs> so you were you mentioned uh, Candy Crush. Did you see they just got bought? That company got bought for like billions of dollars. Five point six billion dollars right? by uh, Blizzard. Five point six right? Instagrams. Wow. If you're keeping track at home, for had to blow that World of Warcraft money on something. You know <laughs> what though? It's gonna end up just like that other one, right? Where they they got was it Zynga or something? Or they I forget mm-hmm. who it was. They got a bunch of money, and then what happened? <laughs> that was it. Oh, sorry, we friends. actually weren't as creative as the three billion dollars you paid us. That was actually all we had. <laughs> Excuse me, man. I'm sorry. It was five point nine oh, billion. Oh, almost. Can we? Let's just call it an even six. While we're yeah, at it, we'll round up. We'll we'll grab the penny Eric, out of the penny jar and just round it up to six. Eric, listen. Is there anything in this life or the next worth that much money? Because <laughs> if there is, I, I have not found it. The world? <laughs> I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. The world is like not that, enough. <sighs> <sighs> that you would buy? I would not buy the world for that much money. I couldn't afford the world, so, so- I guess it's a moot point. <laughs> Well, speaking of something you can't afford, and Tomb speaking Raider. of yet another something that has been rolled out of the retro vault, Enix has released Tomb Raider 2 for 99 cents for Android. Do you think, does does Angelina Jolie get like a, like a dollar every time you do an in-app purchase or something like that? Like, does she still collect royalties on that, you think? No? I really hope not, because uh, at 99 cents, if they're giving her a dollar... Then well, I'm not a dollar. I was making someone buys it. an example. <laughs> this okay. this predates Angelina Jolie. It's yeah, only yeah. when you uh, when you go to Blockbuster and and rent the VHS of that shitty Tomb Raider movie that she. <laughs> <laughs> I never got into those for some reason. I never got into the game though. But 1997, like, where were you in 1997, Eric? Were you playing Tomb Raider two? I'm trying to think. I th- I don't think I was. <laughs> Eric's brother. This would be my first time playing it. Eric's brother in the chat. Where was Eric in 1997? Was he playing Tomb Raider 2? Oh God. Do you have a picture? Better yet, do you have a picture of Eric from 1997 that we could use for the for the show notes? (laughs) 
Don't do that. <laughs> don't, don't Tender like shorter and has bigger hair. So for a buck, you can play the old school Tomb Raider on your device, just like the old Sonic the Hedgehog games, all the other retro games that keep uh, getting new life in this, this mobile market. It's kind of surprising that they're only charging 99 cents, though, since Square Enix likes to charge $15 for well, Eric, like the Final Fantasies. I, I was looking through the AOTA stats, and apparently a lot of Square Enix people listened to the show, and I think they heard how much we were complaining about that. And I think they finally listened. I mean, I'm not going to buy this one, but, you know, that's nice of them. We're here I here for you people. Probably, well, I think that they probably looked at the relative quality of the game. And, <laughs> well, no, I mean visually, because they haven't uh, done a buck done. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, I mean, I, I think they took a look at it, and they went, you know what? This game is, what, 18 years old. Um, it's not going to have the broad appeal that something say, oh, I don't know, 10 years newer would have because it's just not going to. Um, so maybe if we charge less for it, we'll get impulse purchases. You know what I want to yeah, see? You know what I saw uh, recently? I, I forget where I saw it, but it was a fan-made trailer for Metroid, which a Metroid movie would be awesome, right? We all enjoyed Metroid. Like, it was put together really well. And... <laughs> I don't understand exactly why they also haven't gone that route. Because even, like, a lot of their main games, minus Mario, but, like, you could do one for quite a few of their other ones, would make great films. And the the fan one, we I'll, I'll find it so you guys can watch it, because it was really well done. It it looked totally like I was there watching it like a movie. Like, oh, yeah. it, that's it? It's over? Shit. Couple, <laughs> I know they had one a couple days ago with Jessica Chobot on it. I haven't watched it myself, but it's supposed to be pretty good. Hmm. Oh, by the way, they also have the original term, Tomb Raider up for 99 cents. Hmm. That's cool. So uh, you know, apparently they released that in April. You know, there may I, be people who have like the shield or something that would maybe want to play it on the HCTV kickback, you know, in, in the recliner or whatever. So I think this this is probably the releasing of this is timed well with the release of Rise of the Tomb Raider, which is the next of the reboot series, which Good happens, point. I think, next week. Yeah. Um, so they can, yeah, for Xbox, which I was looking at that. And I mean, they, I, Microsoft got a sweet deal on that cause it releases for Xbox next week yeah. and then it releases for PlayStation four in a year. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a very timed exclusive. Yeah. They paid a lot of money for that one. Uh, although when they announced it, they were just like, Hey, we have an exclusive. And they didn't mention there was a timed exclusive. Take for a lot of people. PlayStation four and Android in 2020. Yeah. I found the trailer. It's on yeah, that's the screen ramp. But yeah, it it is so good. So if if you have a chance to watch it, I threw a link in the chat, but uh, after the show, check it out. It is pretty sweet. Quite frankly, I would think I would pay more for Duck Hunt on mobile than I would for Mario. That yeah. would actually be pretty cool. That would be, especially considering we've all probably had an emulator at one point and played Mario on the phone, and it's not that great. <laughs> it's really hard, actually, unless you have a controller. Yeah, you know what? I think you know. In theory, you could have you know Nintendo going back to that real quick, make a few of their old games, put them on a mobile platform, but have them somehow integrated. Like you know, there's a Super Mario Maker. You can make levels, and then you could play it on your smartphone or whatever. You know, there's avenues that they could pursue, but it sounds like they're not going that route. Anyways, I just want to see you just buy their next console. 
I just yeah. if you could do that, that'd be great. <laughs> I just want to see Mother Brain like on the big screen, on the silver screen, in all her glory, and Ridley and that other beast. I forget his name. That's all I need. That's all. Now, Eric, while you're buying that next console, could you get me your TPS reports? Mm. <laughs> yeah. You know what I noticed? If you have a Google Play Music subscription, you also now get access to YouTube Red. <gasps> what is YouTube Red? I don't know. You all probably know by now because this came out like a month ago, but it's basically like YouTube without ads. Yeah. Is well, they this... announced it a month ago. Well, they announced it a month ago and they finally unleashed it, I think maybe a week or two ago. But yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. You actually get, if you have the, uh, if you're paying for the service, you actually get three things in one. You get the, you know, you don't just get YouTube, you get YouTube without ads on any of the devices, smartphones, a Nexus player, Android TV, whatever, you know, and you get YouTube music, which is videos, you know, in the YouTube stream. Is service. that what feeds the play music, music video section? Like I never use that. I don't watch music videos, but it. Well, there's Google play music, but then you can click on, Hey, play this in YouTube and it'll switch to like YouTube typically like on a, on a phone or whatever. And you'll get to see the, uh, the video there so well did you also see the other service that they're offering if you sign up for youtube red from a um oh sorry never mind it, actually this is interesting the cost is higher from an ios device but yeah. three bucks a as month. it should yeah. be <laughs> well you know what it is is that's apple getting their cut yeah 30 percent. that's surely yeah, what yeah. that is there's there you know but um i think okay right here uh, monthly fee gets you access to Google Play Music. Yeah. So you have now at that point there, what is it, 1.7 million or some ridiculous number of tracks? It is um, awesome. <laughs> huh? It's awesome as someone that's used it since the beta. Like, and yeah, yeah. It's, it's great. Yeah. We're paying we're paying eight dollars a month, and we just we basically inherited that service. So, like, I have the Nexus Player, and I've been using the YouTube app, and I noticed. The day this went live, that no more that I've got no more ads, you know. So, yeah. so I guess the question would be, if you already have Google Play Music, would you be a total idiot if you didn't say yes? I will give you two more dollars a month and lose all my YouTube ads. There's no more two dollars a month. I yeah. I pay seven ninety nine a month. I'm automatically in there. Right. I would, yeah. but I don't pay anything is, extra. Is that exactly. is that just an introductory thing, or is that like how it's gonna be? Are they gonna be yeah. like, ah, you've the, you've gotten used to YouTube with no ads, now give us money, or we'll give you all the ads? If you're currently paying eight dollars a month, you continue to pay dollars eight dollars a month. Nice. If you're paying ten dollars a month, or you're signing up now for the first time, it's ten dollars a month. But we all get to inherit the the eight dollars a month. We've been grandfathered in. Yes. Well, that's nice. So basically what, what they're doing is they're essentially giving you a monthly Google subscription almost to reduce your ads in YouTube and get access to the music library. The only yeah. thing they're not including in that would be like play video. No, uh, the YouTube play video service, whatever you call it, that's in it too. Like No, no, so like the Play Store video. Oh, please. Yeah, oh, okay. if they yeah. let you just like rent all the movies for free included in that price, that would be <laughs> super awesome. I well, didn't think about I mean, it, but that could be next. They better. I was going to say, how next. long before they offer you a thirty dollar a month service with unlimited music, unlimited YouTube with no ads, and unlimited streaming from the store? 
that's borderline the cord cutting dream that everyone wanted like one or two services that have all your tv shows all your movies and you pay like five bucks a month for it now this was you know we're we're all pretty positive on this but this was met met with a lot of like scorn and pissed off people like haters gonna I, hate i don't know like what do you guys think about that side of it like the people that are upset i think the internet's full of haters eric what do you think <laughs> yeah i have to disagree i mean like for someone like me that lives a lot off of google play music and watches a lot of youtube it's like i just got something for free even though i'm paying monthly no I got but something additional on top. are they mad though because they're producers and they think they're missing out on the ads that aren't being shown now like there's they're still getting some sort of compensation right through subscriptions but you're well, that's not a, getting that's the... concern for youtubers for example if you're a youtuber you make a fair amount of money or any amount of money well, that's what YouTube. i'm saying is that where the scorn was coming from or was it from users was it like the producers or the actual users it's probably critics i don't know about users per se or like youtubers because it the it's still early to tell like what impact this would have. But if you say, say you have a lot of subscribers in your, you know, for your channel and the bulk of them are using our, you know, this YouTube red, will that cut down on the loss of revenue because the ad clicks aren't there? So, well, and the way that, the way that it works is, you know, let's, you sign up for red as a, as a content creator, you are paid, not, it's not, Hey, this person started watching my video. It's they watched it and how long they watched it. So it it's sort of an incentive to make good content and uh, interesting content that people actually want to finish. Um, but I I also saw it on the I also saw it on the other side with users where like I think there's a lot of misunderstanding and people thought that they were going to be locked out of their favorite content creators because they're not going to pay you know the monthly fee. Um, or they were mad because people like PewDiePie, like some of the, you know, the most famous YouTubers are saying that like they've entered into deals to make content exclusively yeah. for YouTube, Red. like separate content, not yeah. their normal stuff. That's that cool got, though. You know, are they getting are off. they getting bank for it or are they just? Yeah, they're getting paid by YouTube to do that, and that's separate from that. But the only concern you would have as a follower of their normal content would be. Would that suffer? Would there be less content or would the quality be reduced? And that's something you would just have to, to deal with as a subscriber. So, hmm. yeah. I think it's a, I think this is a great idea from Google. I'm I would I love it. I love it. I pay for it already. I would pay extra, honestly, outside of my music don't to ever, get rid of these ads Eric, and stuff that annoys Eric, me. No, don't ever say that on the internet. <laughs> I just You're yeah. lucky we're paying it all. Just we'll leave it at that. Okay, Eric was just wrong. Now the rest of us would like to publicly announce <laughs> like that Eric was wrong. Direct we need to attention. hide all the evidence. We need to. Gonna edit yeah. that out. The moment, I, the moment I said that, Matt like booted up uh, uTorrent. <laughs> the the, the just stream just dropped world. in quality we'll by like ten megabits. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, by the see. way, from what it's from what it's worth, I see this is very interesting from a business perspective because I can't speak for anyone else, but I know that there are an insane amount of people running AdBlock Plus. Yeah. Huh? I'm running it right now on this Hangout. <laughs> exactly. So the thing is, is if you're running AdBlock Plus, you're not seeing the ads. I don't know. I I, I don't know. I'm asking a question. If anybody else knows, great. If not. 
maybe somebody out there is watching this. I don't know if they still get paid, meaning the people creating the content, if the video is blocked or if and, and we never see it or if we never see it and nobody gets paid for it. And I don't know that. Does a bear way, shit in the woods? I don't, I, I don't believe that they do just based on the fact that um, like when, when all this YouTube Red stuff started coming out, uh, PewDiePie specifically made like a statement um, mm. telling people like this is this is the this is the reaction this is the result of people using AdBlock Plus is that you know companies like Google do things like this right or wrong like that's so that's to me that, bullshit. that tells me that, that it this work. has been coming for so long especially remember the YouTube Creator Academy and all of the focus shifting to that he's just saying that just because he's PewDiePie. Well, I it think, but I think it's a legitimate comment because even if the content creators are getting paid, but YouTube isn't actually able to show you the ad, then the ad is effectively meaningless. Which means is it not otherwise? Not to... It's ads well, on the it's that's what it is. It's an ephemeral thing that was put in there so that bots could generate page views and people could make money sitting on their ass. People aren't buying things based on these ads if they even see them. It's completely and that, well, what I'm wondering is if somebody was just looking at a, at a graph of ad revenue and they just saw it going, you know, and doing one of these slowly down trending, and they said we need to get ahead of this and we need to offer a way that people can bypass the ads, and this is how they've decided to implement it. And then they've taken it one step further and they're pulling a Netflix or an Amazon Prime where they're saying, okay, we want exclusive content too, so that these people get even more for it. The because model? quite frankly, what, what's more of a universally recognized name on the internet than YouTube? Name a website that, that more people Amazon, know about than YouTube. Facebook, Pornhub, probably. <laughs> <laughs> you did it. There you go. I'll, I'll just say this. As far as YouTubers, the, bo- uh, the bulk of YouTubers that I follow, or a significant portion of them, because YouTube revenue has dipped down for probably all of them, and for many of them, they still haven't, you know, the relatively small channels like myself, they've never earned a penny from YouTube. Mm. So they're going to, to other models like, hey, here's Patreon if you enjoy my you know content. You know what you need do to Patreon, do? So. All you need to do is do like they do in the games, and you make the ads annoying enough that buying a dollar thing will get rid of them. And if you like the game enough, then, then you do that. And, you know, you get a million people to do that, there's a million bucks. Problem solved. Blocky, I think that's uh, what YouTube's just done. Crashy they said there's road? enough good stuff here that if you pay this much a month, then you're fine. Smashy Road all that annoying crap. does that. Smashy Road and then uh, Dead Trigger 2 recently started playing that again now that I have a game-sized phone. Uh, it also does that. But all you gotta do is drop a buck, and there you go. The ads are gone. So, you know, whatever. Uh, Nick, tell I hear us. YouTube red and I think red tube. Let's I don't know about you. <laughs> red tube and porn. <laughs> Nick, let's generate really good marketing. Let's generate some money for Nick and talk about his Google Nexus Player unboxing video. Yeah, Cha-ching! so I finally. Yeah, yeah, I finally. Yeah, I finally uh, uh, ended up picking up the Nexus Player. I was actually very suspi- sus- suspicious about getting it. Because I didn't really see the value in it at 100 bucks, you know, eight, eight gigs of storage, one gig of RAM, um, 
but it dropped down to 50, 50 bucks on like Best Buy, Walmart, Amazon, maybe some other places, Target. And so I was like, okay, I'll go ahead and uh, pick it up. Even the controller went down to like 20 bucks. I'm probably going to pick that up this weekend. But uh, it's been actually a pretty good purchase. So I did an unboxing video. I even did a, a brief setup on it. And uh, I'll have a review coming out this weekend on it. And uh, I've been taking a lot of notes as I've been using it. But uh, it's actually a pretty good uh, player. And uh, it's very smooth. And uh, I, I ran like four or five sets of updates for like Android 5. Point whatever through all the different iterations to Marshmallow, which is what it's on now. And I've updated some of the apps that had updates for it. And uh, it's pretty cool. And uh, I've got the little remote here. And uh, it's it's better than I expected. Uh, I still don't think it was worth 100 bucks per se, but it's definitely worth 50 bucks. Is it, and, uh, I don't... Nick, is it better than three Chromecasts? Yes. And the, the, main, Whoa. the main reason... Whoa. Well, the Bold main reason words. is it offers video content at 60 frames a second, not 30 frames a second. Even the Chromecast 2 is limited to 30 frames a second on any of the videos that you stream to it. But this here, at least for the local content, I haven't tried streaming on it yet. It's one of the things I, I plan to look at. But if you're looking at, say, content that is at 60 frames a second, you'll actually view it at 60 frames a second on it. And for me, that's worth it because it's noticeable, particularly if you're watching someone's, like they're playing a video game or they're running commentary and then they have video game footage in the background, it looks better running at, at 60 hertz as opposed to 30 hertz. So that in and of itself made the purchase worth it because I was going to get a Chromecast uh, 2, but my existing Chromecast is like half bent. I don't know where it's at. <laughs> but, uh, oh, here it is. I don't know if you guys can see it, but... It's like nice. Mm -hmm. You you did not use the HDMI extension cable. No, uh, I plugged it in the back, but I've got cats and they're raced behind the TV, uh. and I've plugged into different TVs over the last year plus that I've had it. So yeah, I needed to get a new Chromecast too, but then this dropped to fifty bucks. So I bought it. So definitely well worth it. It's still on sale for fifty bucks. Uh, so if anyone's interested, I would say pick one up if you don't have it already, or if you don't have a Chromecast. I would way, say I saw the original style Chromecast uh, at uh, Sam's Club of all places yesterday for twenty nine ninety five. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm assuming they've got. Well, I mean, if you look at it from the standpoint of it's supposed to be thirty five, then that's six bucks off. Yeah. Um, but again, it's the original gen, not the new gen. And I've noticed that before, actually. Sam's Club has a tendency to uh, hype in on names and lowering the price below something and not telling people that it's the previous generation. Um, well, well, as we'll someone who has uh, a 720p TV and shitty mm -hmm. one megabit internet, I can appreciate only having to stream 30 frames every second. Yeah. So uh, well, we'll I got this. the second-gen a... Chromecast, and it works pretty good. It's same glitches as the first-gen as far as play music, like, being really loud on the first note of each song and weird, weird shit like that. But yeah, I will say this. If you do have a Chromecast, getting a Nexus player for $50, in my opinion, is more worth it than buying a Chromecast too. that effectively is a little bit faster, like better performance, but otherwise is, and it has a five gigahertz band, but anyways, I think the Nexus player is more worth it than Chromecast too. If you already have this. So does it have, what are you a, using? A, uh, oh, good. oh, sorry. Does it have a network port? No, it doesn't. Wi-Fi. Wireless only. Okay. Yeah, and no Ethernet port. It's just uh, USB, another USB, and a power 
So like one's uh, oh HDMI, USB, and and power on the back. So, but it runs at five gigahertz or two point four gigahertz. It has wireless AC. So. And Nick, what are you using it for? Is this like your main TV thing? Yeah, are I have a forty. Netflix? Yeah, I have a a forty-two inch HDTV on the left side, my left side of my desk. And so I watch a lot of my TV, et cetera, here. But since I'm pr- mostly a ca- uh, cord cutter, I don't watch cable TV, even though my wife does. I like watching a lot of online media. So primarily YouTube, sometimes uh, Google Play Music. And, and I, I have Netflix set up here so I can watch that as well. But I haven't had time to watch movies. So Hold up. So you you don't watch cable TV, but you do purchase it every month for the benefit of your wife to watch it because she is like, I yeah. am not even messing with cutting that cord. Yeah, my sons and I, Damn. my two sons and I don't watch cable. My 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 girls, they share a bedroom. They have cable there, but for the most part, they use their Roku. But it's primarily for my wife who has TV running 24-7, or at least during the day, I should say, day and evening, out of the living room. She watches that, so that's why we have it, and cable internet. So, Matt, that's what love is. <laughs> is. Is that what love is? Damn, I have been doing it wrong. I'm like, you can go on on this torrent site and you can download what you want to watch. And then if you can figure out how to unzip oh, it into something, you can, watch, you, can't, you can watch, you can't get everything on Netflix, but <laughs> yeah, you can get everything on private torrent sites though. Oh, I will oh, hey, real quick. I'll just, just a side mention. I was comparing the Ouya and the Nexus player. Oh, God, Cause yeah, you know, <laughs> we, we all, we all unfortunately bought this a couple years ago. Well, I don't know. I had fun with it for the month or so. <laughs> that I first bought it, but I compared the YouTube experience on this with the YouTube experience on my smart TV, just with its YouTube app. And they're identical. The YouTube app is identical on the U and there. And then I compared it with a YouTube app on the Nexus player. The Nexus player has a more refined, intelligent YouTube app. And the Nexus player is much faster than both my smart TV and the Ouya as a media device. So just throwing it out there. Now, the irony is is that I'm not actually in the market for this right now because it does not support um, uh, Amazon, and that's my primary content. So if I'm going to, you know, if I, if I want to pick up a device, I want it to be able to play Amazon so that, that way I don't have to fight with it. So that yeah. puts me back into the debate of the whole, you know, what, what do you get to play, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. That is sort of the beauty, though, of these devices. Like, you can Chromecast to the Nexus player. And, like, I, I was sort of in the same boat where I'm like, okay, this really sucks. I can't play my Amazon stuff. But at this point, I'm just resigned to it like, where I'm just I, – if I want to play something on Amazon, I still use my, you know, Nexus no, – it's not a Nexus player. I use my um, my Android TV, but I just uh, cast the uh, – I just cast the video to it. It just seems horribly inefficient to me. To, it is. It is. It is. It's Amazon's It is. You know, just bring, hey, let's bring the video into a PC and then let's send it back out over the same wireless network and then bounce it back into your T. It's it just, it's, ah. It's called the, rules, the, Joey. There are rules for a reason. It's so the internet yeah. doesn't crash, okay? Do you want to crash the internet because you're trying to watch something stupid on Netflix? No. You don't want to be that guy. 
Yes, yes, I do. Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. Because you know what? No. You have to put the internet back on the top of Big Ben to get the best reception. That's I true. just tried searching for Amazon and said no results. So, yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> it said computer no says no. <laughs> Amazon. Oh, that's awesome. In South America. Yeah. Other uses not available. That's right. <laughs> All right, Thank let's let's uh, owns the internet. let's talk about the Nexus 6P. Is this should I have waited? See, I feel like now I jumped the gun. I got the Nexus 6, but then there's a 6P. Well, like, you paid probably a lot less for that. Than I than sure did. I financed plus that shit get, with Amazon. Plus you have it credit. now, and well, I, plus you have it now, and have had it for a little while. A lot of people don't have their 6P yet, so my hands have gotten bigger to accommodate the larger screen, so that's good. I do feel some carpal tunnel developing, though. So there's that's that. the price you pay for uh, advancement. Yeah. yeah, well, you know, evolution is that's not just pretty. evolution. That's 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 no, all it is. I've driven through the carpal tunnel. It was I, very nice. I did miss <laughs> out on the twenty five dollar play credit, but that's okay. I've been answering enough questions on the survey rewards to have like thirty bucks banked up in there. Except, you know what happens? It disappears. There are expiration dates on those monies, and they disappear if you don't use them. So that's interesting. They don't offer me survey results anymore. Or surveys anymore. I haven't gotten a survey. That's in like because a year. Eric, you've been in four different countries in the last month. They're probably like I'm pretty damn eh. interesting. They should ask me questions. <laughs> <laughs> Which country would you like to be in next? Like this guy doesn't even exist. What the hell is going on? He's they really think a you're a Russian hacker named Spun. Yeah, That's right. Run. But no. do you have my prescriptions? By the way. <laughs> So they made full disk encryption mandatory for 6.0 devices uh, if the specs can handle it, which is cool. Will we be seeing 6.0 sometime soon? Sooner? Soonish? Well, the only device in my house that's running on Marshmallow is my Moto G sitting on four Marshmallows. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard that. You guys, wait, you, you haven't gotten the Nexus 6 update yet? The Let Nexus me check. 6 update has not dropped, and it is not just me. I should be first because I'm on Project 5. Oh, I should really? Should and you? I haven't should that, anything. That, like, that puts you to the front of the line, huh? Well, it's supposed to. Um, Is that what they no said? Interference. It's supposed to put you at the head of the line. That's what and it said? Yeah, they said you will get priority updates because there's what? no carrier interference. It's going to, you know, the second it drops, you got it, basically. Um, and uh, I've checked with my buddy Kyle, who's been on the show, geez, years ago now. Um, and he also has a Nexus 6. His is running on, what's he got down there? Houston. I'll T-Mobile, wait. maybe? I'll wait. Guess who's... Getting the update. No, seriously? No, definitely oh, not. Jerry I have it. <laughs> did you, I, I did your it eyes anyway. all like lit you, up like, no way. <laughs> Is this happening? <laughs> like, dude, really? What? I've had I've had Android 6 on my Nexus 6 for a month. No, no, no. And so, I mean, you could you could go out there and just get the OTA file. And oh, you yeah, sure could. Yeah. But you know what? I shouldn't have to, Eric. I know you shouldn't. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just posted it in chat. At least the link from Android Central. Man, because yeah, it was the first, first one that popped up. Whiny baby yeah, children. No, that's that's fine. Effing link. I'm actually holding out for this new BlackBerry Android <laughs> smartphone. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, so it should be coming out within the time I can still send this back to Amazon and get my money back. So that was the plan. 
hang, hang on fully before you guys jump totally off this I think the reason why they're doing the secure boot and mandatory disk encryption is a nod to the enterprise world. Yeah. And I think it's a deliberate is it, grab. Is it because on... there are so many vulnerabilities in Android that it was just like something helpful to protect your bootloader? No, uh-huh. I think it's a nod. Uh, I, I think it's a, um, a move to usurp BlackBerry. Because BlackBerry has the perception of being a secure enterprise device. Why don't they just ask? All they have to do is ask, hey, RIM, we'll give you a billion dollars if we can just have that. And RIM will be like, oh, my, thank God. Here, have it. Please. What's that in Canadian? Um, (laughs) 1.5 billion. Yeah. Hey. Um, But, um, no, I, I honestly think that it's a nod towards enterprise because, for instance, if you're if you're in enterprise, you don't want your customers or your, your client proprietary information floating around on a, on a device that's unencrypted. As a matter of True fact, a story. lot of companies that I know that are in healthcare are mandatory are mandating full disk encryption on PCs, laptops, and servers, believe it or not. Um, in the event, in the unlikely event that somebody breaks into their data center and steals a hard drive out of a running server. Um, that seems somewhat unlikely to me, but apparently that's what they're mandating. So, I mean, if you're a doctor or a heck of a high profile lawyer, for instance, and someone deliberately tries to take your phone to get at the information that's on it, if it's encrypted, they don't get anywhere without your password. Hopefully you have a good password, but I, I see this as a nod to enterprise and for security. And I actually, quite frankly, would say this is a good move. And I don't see any downsides to it, um, with the exception of the fact that you would not be able to recover data from a device that um, was scrambled for some reason. Well, it definitely it makes you have to be a more responsible user at that point. But that's how the security needs to be done. With all of this yes. stuff with like secret questions and all of this like password reset or not resets, but password like we'll send it to you. That just means they have that. Like you shouldn't yep. be able to send me that if I lose my shit. Yep. You should never be able to send me my password. That it, you shouldn't exactly. have that information. So and yeah, the it, secure boot end of it. Uh, by the way, allows you to effectively, in theory, <laughs> prevent any kind of rootkit type of key logging, uh, access control, or anything, anything along those lines that would be able to get into the system and start monitoring you before the machine boots right. or before the phone boots. So, I, 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 like I say, I see this as a total security thing, and I see that it is another evolution and an admission of the fact that you know, these devices are becoming more and more popular and they require more and more security as a result. Word to that. Yeah. So BlackBerry Android, are you guys going to get one? Heck no. <laughs> no, I gave nope. up. I gave up BlackBerry in 2010, 2011. So no. Ooh. I mean, they, they had their chance two plus years ago to make a decent, like a, a really good, you know, BlackBerry device. And they came out with mid range stuff for very high end prices and, They've been clamoring for keyboard-based smartphones that the world is largely left behind. So I don't know. They they're not trying very hard to keep up with the Joneses. So yeah. I I feel like that with this they might be trying very hard because look at if you look at the device itself, um, like it it looks like a nice phone. The slide-out keyboard that's sort of a weird thing. Um, but if no. it, if it works well, I have I have a keyboard for my phone. I yeah. don't see it as being That's a right. weird thing. Um, well, you, we don't know how the mechanism is. Like, it, it's different. 
I, I just see that as a nod to the people that want to type fast on a mobile device um, and for whatever reason can't use voice rec and want the tactile response of the keyboard. I know I type faster when I get a tactile response. But if you've been I, using I, it and and typing on it, like you should be to a point now where you can pretty much type messages while walking without looking at your keyboard. So I can. Well, then there's you're a not lot doing of, it. Enough. I can with this with swipe. Well, not with swipe, but like with the keyboard, Google keyboard, where you slide to. I yeah. can do it without even looking. Yeah. I, well, I switched to Swift Key too, but uh, the the auto correct on Swift Key. Or the autofill on SwiftKey is ridiculous. The um, prediction yeah. on that is so good. Yeah, it is. It's it's an, it's incredible, and that's what I use. So I guess the swipe. Th- I never got onto the swipe thing. I just I mm. it doesn't make any sense to me because my word choice tends to radically alter based upon what I'm doing. If I'm interacting with you guys, I got one set of slang. If I'm interacting with, with my photographer group, I got another whole set of slang. Yeah. Nick represent the geek squad. Yeah. If you get a giant enough phone, you will start to swipe because you have to hold the phone in one hand (laughs) and typing with one finger is just not good. So you you do a lot of this. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I can see. I can see it. I'm just saying I don't do it. So, but I could see how that uh, how the tactile keyboard could work for somebody. I am, but again, I don't know. It. it I. I kind of with Nick. I think it's too little, too late. Yeah, I'm writing a book. It's targeting. I'm. I'm actually it's writing the people a, who. Uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say I'm writing a book with the Swift Key Prediction Engine, currently. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. It the the keyboard itself. Um, I think it's it's targeting people who specifically are good at typing on BlackBerry keyboards. And yeah. I've met quite a few in the past couple All of years. three of them. Um, who were really distraught. Like, until the BlackBerry Classic came out, like, they were using really old phones because they just liked the keyboard. And I personally cannot type well on a BlackBerry keyboard because I think they're terrible. Yeah. Um, but some people, if that's what they started on, like, that's what they're used to and they're yeah. really good at it. Yeah, I had a curve before I went moved to my to Atrix two, and you know I don't have anything against BlackBerry itself. I just think the company they they didn't do it right when they came out with BlackBerry ten and their new new smartphones, and then finally now with the Priv, which is what their new smartphone is, it's pretty good hardware, but it's even more expensive than really what it's worth, and and what you're paying for is essentially the mechanical keyboard, you know, on top of otherwise pretty respectable specs but you can find other phones with similar specs for two three hundred bucks cheaper on android now so i mean you're it's really hard to entice someone for a phone that's seven hundred dollars that you know is a niche it's in a niche market you know they in two two years ago they could have came out with the nexus 5 competitor in that price range running their blackberry 10 and just try to flood the market with you know with a product to get more users on board, but they chose to get a more expensive device that underperformed the Nexus four. So I don't know. Anyway, so you so guys, have, so, no. so at this point we have, everybody's getting one on this. Panel. <laughs> yes. You guys, that's the conclusion I came to you guys. Well, you know, it occurred to me, didn't nope. we all Moving say on. that rim was going to die like five years ago? This is it. We called that shit. They, they are dead. Dead to me. Kind of uh, like, this is like the Twitch. <laughs> you guys? You know, that's the name of the new dance, the Twitch. 
an app, an application called Tech Secure, which was available on iOS and apparently had some sort of appeal for Edward Snowden. Are you, are you guys familiar with this? Has made its way onto Android. And this article says a time when Google is about to be told that such stuff is a no-no under a reignited Snoopers charter. This is more than a name change. They say the firm behind it, Open Whisper Systems, Open Whiskers, Open Whisper Systems, said in a blog <laughs> post, they has combined the existing tech secure and red phone systems into one thing, and it's called Signal. Now, if you know, Signal was what they called the iOS version of tech secure. Tech secure on Android, Signal on iOS. Um, it's interesting that <clears throat> they're combining it into one where we've previously been seeing apps decouple themselves facebook facebook messenger uh hangouts i guess i don't know the, it, it's funny that they're they're combining it and i never used redphone we just you know use tech secure so um to have that functionality is cool i'll say right now it doesn't work for any of us it just says network error and then if you do a key reset it'll give you a different screen when you dial but nothing happens so i don't know if it's not implemented fully yet or if maybe you if you've used it you need to do like an uninstall reinstall instead of an update but texting still works so i don't know Personally, I'll huh. tell you the reason why these uh, this app will this and all the other apps like it will never take off. Why? Say user because I can't text my mom. Exactly. No, but you can because, because it yeah. makes it so easy. The beta version you had to initiate key exchanges and do all that stuff manually. Right now though, it like just knows. If I text somebody that has it, it just knows. You don't have to do anything. It's wicked easy, and that's what one of the things the the guy uh, Moxie Mogensbike said was that like the encryption was the easy part. the The hard part was making it the use making the UI like decent enough and and work easy enough for everybody to use. Give it massive. The appeal. problem is though is that then if it has this easy to use thing where you're texting people and you think it's a secure text, but but it never tells you if they're connected to the other end or not. Oh no, it you tells you. It lets you know if that person is using it or not. Like there are definitely huh. visual identifiers. I just, I guess, I just don't see. It's the good. Point. Don't be a hater. Quit hating on security and privacy, Joey. Not hating on the security. Yeah, you are. And no, if anyone no, wants to no, hate no. on Joey for that, you can email show at attackingtheandroids dot com, and we'll be no, sure he no, gets no, no, it. You can email Joey at Joey something. <laughs> <laughs> Joey's PGP key is. <laughs> Joey something dot com. Something I'm gonna to see if that's you better get that get that now. Joey something. I don't know. This was just one that we've always yeah. liked, and it got perfect scores on the EFF secure messaging scorecard. You'll remember it's open source. People have hammered away at the code, and it is completely good to go from what everyone says. So, I this the article's a little weird to me though. Like it it makes it sound like. Like you, like you were saying, you could get tech secure. You could get yeah, no, phone. this is a terrible article about it. There was an interesting one on Wired, and the comments were like kind of hating on it, which was interesting. Really? Let me see if I can find it real quick. Uh, yeah, right here. It's um. So <laughs> the comments are like, it's not as secure as everyone says it is. Is that true? I don't think it is. 
I think comments are just people like Joey hating on security and privacy. They're saying, okay, but it's only available from the Google App Store, which is most definitely compromised by the NSA. If you were technically inclined, <laughs> you could build the code from source, which would be the recommended option for journalists. But most people won't bother with that, and they'll just unknowingly install the backdoored version. Ideally, they would offer a standalone APK file, which would be signed by their GBG key, their GPG key, uh, and downloadable directly from their site. That APK would be built in such a way so that other users could build it the same way, and hashes would match up. Uh, and you could have reproducible builds. Uh, so is that legit? Is Play Store compromised, you guys? Should we be on BlackBerry? <laughs> yeah. Well, the Black BlackBerry is compromised too because they they it's gave all their compromised, keys to right? So at that point, you just all you can do is not be the low hanging fruit. So I'm okay with that. Because there's so plenty of people like Joey out there that hate privacy and security that will be the low-hanging fruits. <laughs> there is nothing about me that hangs low. <laughs> uh, mm. Mm. Well, I, I, I say just get it, and if you want to be really cool, do what this person's saying, just... Build it yourself. Well, and who's this Drupyar person that's like, the article is 100% fake. Signal is backdoor. Ask Moxie to share the server code. He will not do it as there appears the backdoor. Even your IPs is linked on the Moxie server, so he could trace you back. If you really want to be secure, stay away from Signal. If you use it, seems you don't have idea of encryption and encrypted technology. And then someone right after is like, you mean this server code? (laughs) (laughs) Matt, please be smart. I, I want to be, but I'm also Response. skeptical. And when I see Jesus. lots of... Eric, Eric, could you do me a favor? Could you audit that code for me? <laughs> yeah, I'll see you in 50 years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I think it is still secure as it, anything that is secure on the internet can be. So I will continue to use it. Well, Joey, uh, just going back a little bit, I I say that we buy joeysomething.com and then just <laughs> ooh, I like that. Your email and sign you up for and a then bunch subscribe of, like, it to a bunch of spam oh, sites and then like completely send him. That's cool. Like, Hello, Eric. joeysomething.com. Would you like these pills? <laughs> joeysomething.com. Would you like six more inches? <laughs> That's awesome. Like free subway gift cards. <laughs> All right. Uh, Google's Project Zero team finds a bunch of vulnerabilities in a week of going through the Galaxy Edge. What's uh, is that in Samsung's stuff? The Touch Whiz, or is this actually just in Android itself? <laughs> I think it's for their device. And what's interesting to me, I haven't read this article, but I wonder if they ran ran those kind of tests on just. The, like on other phones. Right, right. Like what? all the devices actually have them. We really only just looked at this yeah. one because F Samsung. Yeah, that, that could be it. So you don't know. Or at least I don't know. Well, in reading through it, it sounds like <clears throat> there's a lot of these, a lot of the things they're talking about are Samsung specific clients. Um, like the Samsung email client. Um, the uh, There's one for image parsing. Uh, yeah, five memory corruption issues. Um, in the Samsung-specific image processing. Uh, so 
and this is this is the same team that um, that Microsoft got pissed at, I think, last year. Uh, it's the team that they'll find vulnerabilities, they report them, and then they'll either release information when they're fixed or after 90 days. Yeah. Um, I think that's okay. This, is that is that not okay? Is 90 days not long enough well, to fix your shitty code? There's two sides to that one. The 90 days thing is what they're saying. If you can't fix this in 90 days, you deserve to be told on to the entire world. Well, yeah, world, because you know what? Point. If they can't fix it in that amount of time, you know well, what will cause them to fix it, as we saw with Fire Sheep, is releasing that shit into the wild, letting it get yeah. hammered on. That will make them right. fix it immediately. Yeah. That's, so, so that's the, I'm okay that's the with that, I think. I'm, I'm done yeah. with that. That's the approach that the hacker group is taking. They're saying if we put it out there, you will fix it. Exactly. You'll have to or, you know, guess what? Your shit's broken now. Well, the other side of that, though, is that now that they've put it out there, they've now essentially enabled the hackers to use what they've put out to to engineer a way to exploit it. So well, they've just code. made the – I mean – But no, but they've made the chance of the exploit being actually used – just that much worse. So the 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 concept from Samsung or and or or uh, Android end would be: we want you to keep this quiet until we fixed it. How and about then after we fixed it? Go ahead and tell everybody. How about multi-billion-dollar companies stop releasing shitty, buggy code to the public at large? How about that? And then maybe this wouldn't happen as often. Hmm. I, I think it's Samsung probably does a good job, but. You know, there's there's going to be bugs in the code. Um, it's how you react to to it is is what matters. And they have multi billions of dollars, so they should throw some money at it. All right. Well, let me tell you a quick joke on that subject. A programmer goes up to uh, uh, Santa Claus and says, "I want to have a year where all my code doesn't have any bugs in it." And he goes, "Well, I don't think I can make that happen." Uh, so then he says, "Okay. Well, maybe I could get a dragon." And he says, well, I don't think that's going to happen. Let me look at your code again. Wait. All right, everybody, let's have a moment of silence for that joke. No, I, I was, like, waiting for him to finish it. Was that, was that it? I think I told that backwards. It was supposed to be the other way around. Shoot. Hold on. Do you want to try again? Because I, I kind of – now I'm curious. Yeah, I think we're good. Oh, God. No, Are we no. good? No, no. no. <laughs> Right. Sure. Well, we're good. Going going back to the story, I will say that out of eleven uh, vulnerabilities that they found, eight of them are fixed, and the three yeah. that are not fixed, they said were like very low uh, yeah. risk. Yeah, they'll be fixed it this month too. So, according to them, they'll be fixed by this month. So, well, so good, good job, Samsung. You did a good job. Go you, and then net by next year, hopefully Verizon will have pushed them out to everyone, and uh, we'll all be that much more secure once more, once again. Uh, all right, well, is there anything else we absolutely want to um, talk about before we wrap this thing up? I think that's it. Uh, Eric? I don't think so. What's our email Covered address, Eric? Eric? I'm sorry, Matt, did you have a question for me? Eric, what's our email address? Well, Matthew, our email address is show at attack of the Very good. 
Appreciate that. I thought that. it was Joey at Joey something. Though. No, but if you were in the chat, you would know that Eric's brother is actually right now about to buy that domain up and completely troll you. See, things you miss out by not participating in the group chat on attackoftheandroids.com slash live. That's fine. We're on Stitcher. We're in iTunes. If you go on iTunes, subscribe. Uh, give us a review. Appreciate that. Uh, check out the site and Eric's amazing meme-filled show notes at attackoftheandroids.com. So thanks for listening. We'll catch you guys probably next month. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening to Attack of the Androids. You can join us every week at www.attackoftheandroids.com slash live.